Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode nine of Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm Jace Garcia, joined like always with Sean Scanlon and Joe Aguirre. Let's dive in. The Detroit beat the Giants. Uh, I mean, it was close. It was close. The Giants just weren't able to pull it out in the end. What'd you guys think? Uh, yeah, we're uh, talking about before, but Giants are just digging themselves into two deep holes to start the games. So each of the f- past four weeks now, we've started off with double-digit deficits. And especially with this young roster, you just can't expect them to go in every week and have to overcome a deficit every week to come back and win the game. It's just tough to do, um, especially with a young roster who's making a bunch – going through the growing pains. It's, it's something that you can't have with a young roster like this. Um, you have to come out and you have to try and get the lead. You can't be falling back right away. So that's – tough to see we have to try and um start the game off better like we had the first couple weeks when the first three weeks we scored uh on all of our first three drives try and get that back so we can get the offense going early um yeah so and for the offense I think that Daniel Jones aside from the Buccaneers game probably played his best game as QB um this season so that was that was good continues to show signs that he could be our next franchise QB I think for sure um Saquon, he looked much healthier this week than he did last week. Um, just in the cuts and stuff like that, he looked a lot better, a lot more fluid. And I thought that uh, he had 19 carries and eight catches this week. So I think 27 touches is a, a good number for Saquon to have. I think that they used him heavily in the offense this week, and I thought that obviously that's a, a great game plan because you want to get Saquon involved. So I thought that was good. Golden Tate, um, he's I, he's been Daniel Jones' favorite target. Um, ever since he's came back, he's got 30 targets over the past three games, including 20 catches. So that's definitely a good sign to see that one of our free agents that we brought in is um, helping our young quarterback. Yeah. And then Darius Slayton, big play Slay. Uh, that, yeah. that connection, him and Daniel Jones, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch over the next couple of years. Um, and I think that we may, may have found our vertical threat in the departure of OBJ in a fifth-round pick, which would be great value yeah. for sure. So on the offensive side of the ball, aside from the two tackles, I'm sure we'll get to that, not having the best couple of weeks, past couple of weeks. But um, other than that, all the skill positions are playing well. They're moving the ball, starting to score a lot more points. So offense looks good. And then the defense, not, not much to highlight from this week. Um, one thing I did want to highlight, Marcus Golden continues to be probably the most consistent player on this defense, at least coming out and yeah. playing every week. He had seven tackles, two tackles for loss, two QB hits and a sack. So at least he continues to bring the pressure. And just one other name I want to bring up, uh, DeAndre Baker. He continues to improve, I think. Uh, he's looked a lot better than he has in the first couple games for sure. Uh, he's He put himself in position to make a couple plays just due to his good coverage. So I think going forward, we we probably have a number one cornerback in DeAndre Baker. Just continue to, uh, to look for for to look for him to improve my best observation coming out of this game is similar to a point i've made the last few weeks fire pat Shermer because he <laughs> sucks pat Shermer coaches this team to not win football games that's how i feel it happens week in and week out you brought up some great points sean i mean you know look getting the ball into saquon's hands 27 times bingo uh 28 for 41 for Daniel Jones. You know, a lot of stuff we liked as, as far as, as the way the offense played. 
you know, the, the defense made plays at times. For the most part, it didn't go well. Uh, you know, I know the Giants had a players-only meeting that they publicly announced they were having, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just a weird... It was a weird thing to do. You just usually have a players-only meeting, and the media finds out about it because the coaches aren't in it, and they're not allowed in it either. A lot of the veterans, Janoris Jenkins for one, uh, all seem to speak out and suggest that, uh, you know, they've got Shermer's back. I think he's a great coach. They say he's putting them in position to win, which is weird because they're not winning. Yeah. You know, again, we were talking about that. You just brought it up a second ago, but they keep falling behind every single week. And I just continue to insist that this team just can't throw the ball all game long. I mean, that's not Giants football, number one. And this kid's a rookie, prone to mistakes. Played great. Had a great game, you know. Yeah. Big moment in the game, though, where he could have took off running. Um, I don't remember the drive. I remember just sitting there with my mother. My mother's in her 70s. And my mother was like, I don't know why Daniel Jones didn't take off running. And then they cut to the replay where Daniel Jones had a wide open lane to the end zone. I remember the player you're talking about. Um, And I'll tell you this. Shermer, uh, who has been an idiot with the challenges on pass interference, Two huge opportunities, and, and I mean, this guy's a disaster. He's one of the worst coaches in the league as far as uh, records are concerned. Yeah. I, I mean, I think any other franchise w- would have cut this guy loose already. I, I don't understand what, what they think they're getting out of him. The whole idea of him being a – I mean, there, there's other coaches that are good with quarterbacks. Yeah. So I, I, I just, for this team to go out week in and week out and, and play like garbage, uh, you know, they obviously, you know, at two and two, things look like, oh, maybe, maybe, right? We're all like, oh, this team, went. no, it's not. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, I think the Giants, you know, you, you, you really brought it up here. I mean, there's a, so much to like about this game. DeAndre Baker is another great, I mean, he's looked fantastic. Yeah. I was so concerned about him the first couple of games. I thought, how, how is he even a first-round pick? He's certainly living up to the billing. Um, I'm excited about, about him in the future. I think a lot of these guys on defense, they're getting better week in and week out. But Shermer finds a way every week to make sure this team doesn't win a game. And I don't understand it. Yeah, I've been on board with you this whole time. I don't like Pat Shermer. Uh, I, I even think 41 passes is a lot for Daniel Jones. I think I think you got to get the ball instead of Quan Barkley. He, he is the stud. Uh, I've said it before. Everyone's saying he's the LeBron James of the NFL. You got to give this guy the ball. And he did have eight receptions and a receiving TD, which is a good sign. But I feel like they need to run more... Uh, more dedicated plays to him in the because he led the league yeah. last year. He broke the record for rookie receptions as a running mm-hmm. back. So he yeah. has to do that. And I, I understand most of the time your running back's a check down guy, but you, you can set it up so that doesn't happen. You can have yeah. a cross or something. They, yeah, they had that <clears throat> one play where they had him set up one on one with the linebacker, the little um, option route, and he took yeah. it to the middle field. If he doesn't stumble, when uh, oh yeah, when he lost his footing, that's yeah. that's probably a touchdown right there. So I do agree with you that um, 
they, they do they do need to get him more uh, involved in the passing game because when they do, it's a, it's very effective. I'd like to see twenty five carries minimum, with yeah. with you know uh, maybe ten targets. I think that's a better number, and I and I'll I'll agree with you too, Jace. I think forty one passes, th- that's not ideal for yeah. for a New York Giants quarterback, regardless of who it is. When a Giants quarterback throws the ball forty one times, we're, we're we lost. It's it's a it's a loss, generally speaking. Yep. It's not the position the New York Giants want to be in. Uh, you know, I think when Sterling Shepard comes back. You know, and then you got Slayton kind of in a three spot. I think I think that could really it'll be great to get all these guys in the same starting lineup, yeah. Yeah. playing together. Yeah. Uh, and and then again, we, we we talked about this before we went to air, and we've talked about this before. I just want to see them run the playbook. You're down fourteen or seventeen, nothing, whatever. I mean, it, it just don't, let's pass, let's pass, let's pass. It's it's catch up all game. Just run the offense. Just run set plays. Go on a drive. Go on like a six-minute drive and score. I don't care if you're down 17-7 at that point. Also, the missed uh, – Aldrich Ross. I don't know what's up with him. I, I, You know, he was the first kicker taken in the fantasy league by me. Same, yeah. I thought, Same oh, way. yeah, this guy's going to kill it because there's going to be a lot of field goals because I thought Eli was going to be the starter for most of the year. <laughs> so I figured field goals galore. Yeah. He's awful. You only missed, yeah, he only missed once last the year. The decision to go for two by Shermer, again, just another idiot move where it's like, dude, whatever your initial gut is, Shermer, tell somebody, and then they can tell you to do the opposite, and you'd have more success going with that kind of a plan. He he's so stupid. It's all, and again, I tell you, I I supported Ray Handley when he was the coach of the Giants. I'm not a fire the coach kind. I'm not. But Pat Shermer is killing this right now. We got to get the bus straightened out here, and and I think he is eighty percent of the problem. Yeah, wow. I I agree with you on Pat Shermer. And Nate Solder's the other 20%. Because, my Jeez, God, yeah. block Jeez, somebody! Yes, I mean, going, okay, yeah. you're a Super Bowl winning left tackle. You got to play like that. You're a pro bowler. Yeah. You have to play like that. And we mentioned uh, earlier in the season how this offensive line is a win-now offensive line and everything else is building around it. Yeah. So, And uh, it, I, I said that Nate Solder... Mike Remmers was never going to be – Mike Remmers was never the stud on that offensive line. No. But Nate Solder is a ticking time bomb, and it looks like his age has caught up to him. And For sure. He's starting to not do well. But, uh, yeah, I think – I've been preaching this as much as I can for the past so many years. I'm a big guy. I used to play line. Draft offensive linemen. That, that's I understand there's defense right. stuff. Defense is really young right now. Give them some time to develop. Maybe if there is a better player, if there is a Chase Young, if there is someone who is so studly on the defensive end side of the ball, you, and you have an early draft pick, draft that. But build the offensive line. Give someone to help Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley succeed. And... Uh, I, like, the play calling isn't putting them in a spot to succeed. So have the offensive line put them in a spot to succeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. They definitely have to invest, um, at least the tackles, I would say, because the guards right now are good. I think Will Hernandez has um, 
shown improvement in his second year. Zeitler is very solid. I'm not sold on Jalapio, the center, but, I mean, he's better than what Solder and Remmers have been this year. I yeah. think it's going into next year, going in the draft. We talked about this um, before we went on, but for the offensive side of the ball, all the skill positions are pretty much set at this point. We need to look at tackles for sure to um, help protect Daniel Jones. His blind side for sure, the left tackle position, and the right tackle needs improvement Well, as well, I think. So uh, I think next year we have to invest heavy into the tackles position as well as pretty much every position on the defense. Also, this is now turning in. This isn't the league it was in the 80s. This isn't the league where you could run across and the safety was going to come up and demolish you if you ever came over the middle of the field. This Mm. is an offense league. The rules, everything's made to put the offense to succeed. Mm-hmm. So I think if you do sure up that offensive line, you like you said, skill positions are all set. Yeah. This team could contend right away at a, at a snap of the fingers. It's, but I I mean it's that and defensive playmakers the one one spot yeah, we're hurting. I guess. We just don't have any for serious playmakers at least there's a lot of guys that could grow into that i think dexter lawrence could grow into it we're talking about deandre baker can but they're just not there at at this moment so i think and i'm sure we're going to get into the leonard williams trade i think that right away he's already the best player on this defense i don't think it's much it's sad that an underachieving first round pick is the best player on the giants defense but yes (laughs) i think that's the sad reality Initially, I didn't I didn't love this trade, you know, and I think for anybody who's like, oh, so the Giants think they're in win now mode. No, they don't. No, yeah. they're they're. I mean, and this is a risky move, but this yeah. is all about trying to sign him next year in the off season mm-hmm. as, as a guy to kind of build around. And if if that's what they're doing, then yeah, I, I think you got to feel really good about the trade. Um, but it's he, he here's the thing about Dave Gettleman. And this is the problem I've had with Dave Gettleman from day one. He doesn't seem to have a plan. No. Now, I know he insists that he does, but his plan seems like it's really dumb or that he's just making it up as he goes along. I don't think that there's an actual plan because this team didn't want to rebuild, so they just did a build. Which is a fake term in sports. That's not a real thing. No one's ever done that before. A build. It doesn't make any sense. So, I think the regime's got to go. I think both of these guys, I, I, you know, it, it would be uh. nice to get somebody from outside the organization who doesn't have previous ties to the organization. You know, if you, you're trying to talk about culture, changing the culture of a team. You're swamped in Loserville. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been, I mean, 2016 wasn't even that great. I mean, it's been a long time. It's been seven years since this, this team had a good team on the field. It's It's, it's been a long time. I, I think when, when you talk about changing the culture, I, I think what we, what we need to do is uh, just clean house and, and bring in somebody with some fresh eyes and a different philosophy and see what happens. Uh, okay, so I, I somewhat agree with Shermer because I do see, but I also think it's just, I, I think there is a plan. I just think we have to be more patient 
as fans because we did blow it up. We blew this all up a couple years ago with McAdoo and Reese, and we brought in the new yeah. people. But Gettleman, historically, has been great at drafting. The two draft class he's brought in so far have been sure, fantastic. But is he the only person that can draft well? I feel like a lot of these. I mean, look again. He, he drafted Saquon Barkley. Well, I mean, Jack, that was kind of easy. Yeah, but I mean, you get value picks that year with Lorenzo Carter and B.J. Hill in the third round. Probably could have been much higher. Will Hernandez, one of the best young guards in the league right now, he's shown out. Um, and all the draft picks this year, we talked about Slayton, a late round pick, Connolly, another late round pick. Who all these guys are? He has nine to ten starters in the past two drafts, which is pretty much unheard of. You don't get that many young players, and it's because we put ourselves put ourselves in such a bad position that we have to throw out young players in the field right now. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying so- we need to have patience because. It's it's gonna take time. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna go from the worst organization in the NFL to the best in one year. It's it's not gonna happen. Remember earlier this year when he started to suggest that the defense might be able to turn things around and maybe something yeah. good could happen. I mean, again, when when you're when you're playing this many young guys, how, how many draft picks starting ten? A lot. I mean, that's that's a lot. Yeah. It, it, you look yeah. at Leonard Williams. Or who's supposed to be the best player in that draft? How'd that turn out? Right? And, and you, can, you can crucify the Jets regime all you want. That was a no-brainer pick for them. Yeah. Him underachieving isn't on them. I mean, picking Saquon Barkley, you can't pat yourself on the back when the guy, he, he, he was a stud. Anybody in that position would have been like, oh, my son could have picked Saquon at number two. Yeah. That didn't take even, anything. Even at the time, though, there was controversy because everyone By wanted idiots. The, everyone wanted the QB. Oh, Sam Darnold. Yeah, ah. I, yeah no, I, I wasn't one of them. I'll, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I wanted the Giants to, to draft. Josh Allen was my guy. I like Same here. And then somebody showed me video. Of Saquon Barkley, and I was like, oh, no, what, this guy, it's not even a thought, I watched him, I watched one, like, four-minute video of Saquon, and I was like, well, that's your number one pick. The LeBron James of football. That was all I needed to see. So, again, I'm not going to pat Gettleman on the back until they really turn this team around, and I, and here's the other thing, sure, he's a good drafter, but... His coach stinks. Yes. Get rid of him. Bring a new coach in. I, yeah. Well, I, I don't. Because he's hurting this team. Yeah. I don't love Shermer, but it's also, if you look at the talent on this team, we're probably, other than the Dolphins, probably one of the worst in the NFL. And we're still contending in games against all these other teams. So I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't put it all on Shermer. I do see where some of the, the judgment calls and some of the play calling, I do agree with he, he has been bad at times. But he, he schemes guys open in his offense. Guys are always open. That I mean, that's not a problem. His offense works. Yeah. So I don't I – th- I really do think we just need to be – if this goes into next year, because I, I think next year with all the money to spend in free agency, all these young players get another year in, under the system. I think that next year if they uh, underperform – I I I'll be with you 100% and saying let's get rid of Shermer, but I think that it's just you can't it can't be a revolving door for the Giants having a new GM, new coach every three years. That's that's how you um, that's how you drive your team right into the ground. I think so. I just think we need to be just a little more patient. Uh, look, you know I don't want to be the Cleveland Browns and start switching yeah. coaches and quarterbacks every two years. I'm yeah. not suggesting that. Like I said, Ray Handley guy right here, I was a big fan. 
<laughs> I thought, you know, Ray will get it figured out. He's a good dude. And he didn't. And he wasn't. But that's besides the point. I, I'm not a reactionary person. I don't, I don't like, week to week. I'm like, Jones sucks. No, he's great. Yeah. I hate people like that. But week in and week out now, eight games in, he's, he is a huge problem for this team. He doesn't make good play calls. He doesn't know how to challenge. Yeah. And he's just not he's just not putting this team in position to win football games. And uh as a fan who is investing my life and my emotional wherewithal, yeah. you're messing with me, man. Cut it out. Yeah, I think I think before anything, Shermer's gotta go. Gettleman is starting to get under my skin. Uh even going back to like like he's drafting very well, but these trades, man. Yeah. Well, you 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 draft you you trade away snacks, you get a rookie version of snacks in Dexter Lawrence, and then you trade for snacks light, who is <laughs> Leonard yeah. Williams. So yeah, you I, throw in Dalvin Tomlinson in there too. That's the reason they they traded away snacks because they thought they had something at the nose tackle position. Yeah, so. I, I've brought this up so many times on the show. I'm beating a, a, a dead horse with this. <laughs> I mean, snacks was amazing. And uh, it was dumb that we traded him. But, uh, okay, right now, the the interior line's all set. If you want to keep Williams and that stuff. So, what what do the Giants need to better their defense? What is the priority that the Giants need? Pass rusher. Pass rush. I, I think more than anything. Because, look, I that, think if you are in position to get a... a because, again, that, that whole best player available drafting philosophy... You need playmakers on defense. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I mean, for me, it's been a few years since I feel like the Giants had a playmaker. Yeah, 2016. We we had multiple, actually, but that's that's the last year. And then you sure. traded them all away. And they got rid of everybody. <laughs> you know, I, I watch other teams when they tackle, and I notice they, they're always trying to go for the strip. I didn't mean to whack you there. <laughs> I don't have good depth perception right now. <laughs> You know what I mean? I I see I see uh you know teams blitzing and 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 I see pass rushers going for strip sacks and I and I just don't the Giants just don't seem aggressive. I don't see the Giants making great interceptions generally speaking. There's only been a couple of really good defensive plays to make. Most of the time when the Giants get an interception, it's a badly thrown football. It's either underthrown or overthrown. I was going to say, the, the two uh, Janoris Jenkins picked the past three weeks that were literally thrown right to him. This week, Matthew yeah. Stafford right to him, and Tom Brady yeah. threw it right to him. Right to him. I mean, again, I, 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 I the Giants lack playmakers. Guys who make things happen. Guys who could put some points on the board going the other way. It's just not mm. something you see. I mean, Obviously, Marcus Golden's been uh, uh, outstanding and 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 but, made some plays like yeah, that. But he's like a he's like a number two pass rusher. He's not like your game changer that's gonna go in for offensive. They have to game plan around him. That's I mean we that's Correct. what we need. But he's making plays. Oh yeah, oh, and, and that's what I'm saying. I mean yeah. to have to have a, a guy uh, like a stud who can make some plays. I'm not saying like Lawrence Taylor. But Lawrence Taylor or, or Joey Bosa, the next best thing, I suppose. Yeah. I read an article on 538.com uh, in the history of the NFL. Apparently, Joey Bosa is like a slip under Lawrence Taylor, statistically okay. speaking, with He's, his 
impact on the defense. Before the Giants got Lawrence Taylor, they had the 27th ranked defense mm-hmm. in the NFL. LT showed up, bam, number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Niners have done a similar thing with Bosa. Oh, yeah. I was going to say his brother, too. That's what the Giants need. They need an impact player. Again, you know, I, I, I love Olivier Vernon, but he, he didn't have the swagger and the presence of, of a JPP or, yeah. or OCU Menorah or Michael Strahan. <sighs> Just something about the edge that those guys yeah. brought. Yeah. Playmaker. Vernon was uh, injury prone a lot, too. Yes. Um, but, yeah, after seeing all those those dominant Olivier D-lines. Vernon is the Giancarlo Stanton of football. <laughs> the numbers are there, but you're like, was he really that good? I That's don't know. Spot on comparison. Thank I you. Think. Thank you. I've been working on that. So you guys think of pass rusher rather Pat, than like a safety or someone like a ball hawk? Yeah, I, I would, want a playmaker. I would say pass rusher okay. first. But like I said before, there's so many holes on this defense that uh, need to be answered. I think interior D-line is the one spot where you could say we're set there. Yeah. Other than that, I think everything is up for grabs. Because Janoris, I don't, he's got an expiring contract soon. He didn't get traded at the deadline, but you figure they're, they're probably going to move on him from him this offseason. I would just, just with everything that's been going on, I would figure, and with the young uh, cornerbacks, Corey Ballantyne and Sam Beal, who are both hurt right now, them coming back next year to go along with Baker. But I would think you always need depth at corner. Same thing with edge rushers. You, you could always use depth. And then there's other positions where Ogletree, we don't know if he'll come back. So, and Connolly coming back from injury, we're probably going to need another inside linebacker. I think we need a free safety because Antoine Bethea has been terrible. So I think the worst starter on our yeah. defense right now, he's just been a no-show. So that I, there's a lot of spots that I could use Jabril it. Peppers, I think, has been playing pretty good football. Yeah. I understand why the Browns were willing to trade him. Yeah. Because he's, he's a very solid player, but he's a little short of what I'm talking about when I say a playmaker. I mean, he's had a couple of good plays, Mm -hmm. but you expect every game for there to be that moment where where Jabril Peppers knocks somebody's head off, causes a deflection, makes an interception, causes a fumble. The the Giants, I mean, certainly could use uh, a superstar safety. Mm -hmm. Pass rusher, obviously, number one. And this team hasn't had a good linebacker. Since Antonio yeah. Pierce. They, they yeah. need a tone setter there. You brought up Connolly, you know, again, you know, who knows what, what the recovery from the injury looks like. And, and I mean, because it was very promising. We were mm-hmm. very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, Alec Ogletree stinks. It's, I mean, why haven't they moved him yet? Is it because nobody else wants him? Because he's I, terrible? Yeah. I think the other reason that we weren't um, so selling at the trade deadline is because if we ship all these players away, who's their replacement? Like it, we don't have any depth or any replacement. It's just going to get worse. It's just going to pile on. So I, we could have got something in return for those guys, but it's uh, just I mean, throwing. We have up, no replacements. They're giving up thirty points a game now uh, w- with these guys. Would yeah. it make a difference? It would be worse. Would it make a? I mean, how much worse would it get? Because look, generally teams aren't going to run the score up against you. Yeah. So, I, I, again, I don't think teams are going to start putting 50 spots up every week. And if they do, then maybe they'll fire Gettleman and I win. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, look, there's, there's certainly guys out there you could plug in to get you through the rest of the season. But go back to my earlier suggestion where no matter what the score is, 
that you're not trying to run a two-minute offense down the damn football field unless there's two minutes to go in a half. Go on five, six, seven-minute drives. That's Giants football. Yeah. If you go on a seven-minute drive, now there's only eight minutes left in the quarter. It's harder for the team to put up 21 points mm-hmm. if you've got the football. And you've got the guys right now on offense that could go on sustained drives if that's what you chose to do. But you don't. Again, it's like the Giants get the football and they're like, let's get down the field in six plays and score a touchdown. We can get it in four even better so we can put that crappy defense back on the field. You're, yeah. you're, I mean, again, when, when, when the Giants made the switch from Eli to Daniel Jones, and I think everybody knows I was not in favor of that. The first observation I made after the two wins was, this guy's going on drives. And pretty much the last four games, they've fallen behind. They've gotten away from going on drives. And it's just a lot of throws. And again, as good as Daniel Jones is playing, you're asking a lot when you're down 17 to have a rookie quarterback who's just now getting his pieces to the puzzle back to go down there. And, and I mean, again, when's the last time this team put 30 points up in a game? Against the Bucks. Throw the Bucks game out because that was a disaster. I mean, over uh, the last two or three years, how many times did the yeah. Giants score 30 points? They did it like five times last year. But before last year, it, had, it hadn't been for like three or four years they didn't score 30 it, points. It, it's, it's frustrating. And again, when you're down 17 nothing in the first, probably giving up 30. You're not going to score 30. Probably mm-hmm. going to lose. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I agree with the being able to sustain drives eat up clock, mm-hmm. and the most important part of that is the run game. Like, that eats up the clock the most. 19 carries, that's all right, but Saquon should be in the 25 range. He's a stud. He should be getting the ball. And even, like, screens, other stuff, you you go to the uh, the second quarter, the second half of the Vikings game when Giants started putting gr- drives together, that was – he that's what they were doing. They didn't have Gallman, they didn't have Barkley, but they were running screens, they were running short passes mm-hmm. that were eating up clock and sustaining a drive. So then they went down and scored. You, I think that's what you got to do. And that's the biggest problem with Shermer is he's not. He is, like Joe said, he wants six plays in a drive. That's that's not how it's gonna work. That's not how it's gonna go. And that's also not how you develop your 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 key young offensive talent. All right. Real quick, again, I think it goes back to what we've been talking about, that you've got a win-now offensive line. Yeah. Although Nate Solder's not holding up his end of the deal. (laughs) But you've got this age-wise win-now offensive line with a young offense, and your play calling seems more in line with the young guys than the old guys. So, again, why Saquon's not carrying 26, 27, 28 times a game with these eight receptions. I mean, th- think about another seven carries. Yep. And, and and that's probably about six and a half more minutes off the clock where the Giants would have had the football. Maybe the Lions don't get 31 points. Also, Saquon doesn't get negative yards on a run. Right. He's a beast. Yes. But, uh, all right. Let's move on. Let's talk Monday night football this week. Cowboys coming to MetLife to take on the Giants. 
the rematch from week one, uh, the season opener, it was it was it was atrocious. Dak Prescott looked like uh, looked like an actual good NFL quarterback. Like he yeah. did, yeah. Oh boy, man, <laughs> jeez. And uh, I mean, Zeke didn't do all too well, but that's that's off the uh, contract dispute. But this this uh, Cowboys team have struggled so far this year. I mean, I, I like to use the, the they look terrible against good teams and look really good against really bad teams minus the Jets. <laughs> but um, <laughs> they also did receive Michael Bennett from the Patriots. Mm-hmm. That along with Demarcus Lawrence, that's scary. Yeah, Robert, um, Robert Quinn's having a good year too. Yeah, yeah, and Demarcus Lawrence coming out prior to the games calling Daniel Jones another Eli Manning. That's ridiculous. I don't you should get your contract torn up because you obviously don't watch football. You don't know anything about football because the passes Daniel Jones makes, uh, Eli couldn't even make that in his dreams. Peyton couldn't even make some of the passes. Daniel Jones is that good. He's young. Yeah, he's going to struggle. But I'm excited for this game. Cowboys, like I said, they've looked shaky. Giants, rough season. But I think if the Giants can come out like they did week one, score a quick one, and then just ride that, who knows? Who knows what happens? It's definitely going to be an exciting game on primetime. I think that um, the Giants will take the opportunity that they have and go out and play a good game. I think that it will be a tight game down to the end. Um, And it's going to be fun to see Daniel Jones going against this, this Cowboys defense for the first time. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to be seeing Daniel versus Dak for the next five to ten years. It's going to be a battle. So I'm I'm very excited about that. Um, and we didn't have Golden Tate last time against the the Cowboys. Hopefully we'll have Shepard back. So hopefully we'll have all our weapons back yeah. for the Cowboys game. Just I, I'm just worried about that pass rush a little bit. With you mentioned D. Law and Robert Quinn, um, especially out on the edge against our tackles, might have to watch out for that a little bit. Michael Bennett now. Michael Bennett too. Yeah, especially yeah they're going to get some pass rush on us for sure. Vander Esch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got got a bunch of good playmakers on that defense, but um, I'm excited for it. And for our Giants defense, like we said, Baker's been playing a lot better. He won't be splitting reps with Antonio Hamilton this time because he was coming off an injury uh, starting to week one. So he'll be out there. Um, I think that we we need to try and get after the – Trying to get after the passer, I know that we got no pressure that that first week, and yeah. it's it's a tough matchup against probably one of the better lines in the league. But Tyron Smith and Leo Collins are both coming off injuries, so hopefully a little vulnerable there, and that we can get some pass rush after Deck. And um, I yeah, I expect this to be be a good one. The Dallas Cowboys beat up on bad football teams. Yeah, this is where the Giants are going to figure out if they're a bad football team or if they're a, a good football team with a losing record. That makes sense? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, this is a winnable game for the Giants because the Dallas Cowboys are not a great team. You got a lot of problems over there. They really do, yeah. and, they, and they know it. And every time they've had to face a good team this year, they've gotten it handed to them. The New York Giants need to make a statement in this game. They need to score on the opening drive like they did in week one. I think you need to get back to that. Uh, they can't let this game get out of hand. I think that's important too. And I, yeah. and I think you do that by putting the ball in Saquon Barkley's hands. Yes. As often as you can. 
as far as the defense is concerned, um, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because, you know, again, going back to, to that game against the Giants on, on, on opening day, uh, my goodness gracious. I Watching Matt Stafford last week, 25 for 32, 342, and three scores. Oh, man. Uh, I saw, I just saw his his nickname is Pad Statford. Did anybody see that? <laughs> I've heard I've heard yeah. it before. I think that's hilarious, uh, and it's and it's very true. But again, I feel like this defense makes improvements. And then I watched last week, and I think, ah, uh, gosh, it is going to be really hard for them to contain yeah. a guy like Dak Prescott. Can roll out of the pocket. Don't get a lot of uh, pressure on the quarterback. What's that going to be like? Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't uh, if he, if he's your fantasy back. I don't know if you'd start him this week. I think the the Giants, uh, except for the Cardinals game, uh, the Giants' was, rushing defense has been. Well, that was a that was. <laughs> would you take it any day of the week? I mean, again, I think the the conditions and the and the game. I, yeah. I'll, I'll make an exception to that. The Giants' defense against the rush has been better. Yeah. The the pass uh, 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 the secondary's been awful, and again with no pass rush, it, it, you got you, you're giving these you're giving untalented quarterbacks all day mm-hmm. to find an open receiver, and as Janoris Jenkins famously said several weeks ago, man, I can't cover no guy for ten damn seconds. That's a lot of time to have to cover somebody. Yeah. I, 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 I love Jack Rabbit. I do. I, I get it. I mean, it's it's not fun when guys are just running all over the field and, and you can't get to the quarterback. And even worse, when you're 30 yards downfield and the quarterback starts running, you're in big trouble. So it's going to be a tough week for the Giants. I think the Giants, you know, best case scenario, I think you're hoping for sort of what you got last week where you lose 31-26 and not 31 nothing. Yeah, I, I think you can't rely on Dak Prescott to do what he did the first game. He, had, he had all in, day back there, too. I understand that. I mean. But what's changed? I, I think the defense has gotten better over the year. I mean. Yeah, Lorenzo Carter has started showing a little bit of flashes, too. He yeah. had a sack last week. And, I mean, Marcus Golden wasn't the Marcus Golden now wasn't the Marcus Golden back then. And, I mean, yeah. who knows, maybe – Leonard Williams can give something. That'll give a boost to the pass for... rush, and then also Dexter Lawrence. He's he's gotten some games under his belt. Yeah. So and that's going to be fun to watch Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. Um, we're we're going to be vastly improved in our our defensive front for sure. Yeah. So I I think it's an NFC East game. The Cowboys show that they don't like MetLife as they <laughs> got destroyed by the Jets. Mm-hmm. So uh. I, I think I think this is easily winnable for the Giants, and I mean, yeah, Cowboys have to stop sh- that. Not easily winnable, Jace. You sound insane. <laughs> it's winnable. I mean, it's a winnable ha- game. How many? Games? It's a winnable game. Don't say easily. That's cuckoo no, talk. I know you love NFC the Giants. I, it's the NFC. When you <laughs> say when you say that, you make me feel like I don't love the Giants. Because I'm not as delusional a fan as you are. I mean, are. you picked against them. You obviously don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Speaking of picks, let's get into picks. You're not wrong. <laughs> the uh, last week, both you, Joe, and Sean destroyed it, thirteen and two. Uh, I still did a respectable nine and six. Total pick record for the Joe. year now. For the year, the whole year. What's the total pick for the yeah, year? Yeah, that, that's what I'm getting. Who's, right now. Yeah, no, I wanted to Joe just prep. I didn't lead. want you to bury it. Seven seventy-seven forty-three and one. Somebody tried to call me the Swami before, but the Swami's not this good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then uh, I'm only two games behind, 75, 45, and one. Sean's still hanging in there, eight games back from the lead, 71, 50, and one. All right. Yeah, I'm coming. You're like a wild card team right now. I'm, you're coming to, you're coming I'm, to take I'm Chase out. I'm six games back. Yeah, I'm, I'm hot. I'm not, not just Chase. You better watch out now, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm Come coming. on. I'm 25 and four over the past two weeks. I'm coming. Um, I am twenty four and five. Yeah, yeah, I'm killing it too. But listen, as soon as we do our first pick of the week, my lead will immediately increase to three. <laughs> Why don't you start us uh, off, yeah. Chase? Uh, we always start with the Giants. Yeah, Cowboys Giants. What do you got? Uh, Steve Risser must have smelled that we were doing picks <laughs> <joining> <laughs> right now. Uh, but yeah, I'm going. I, I gotta go Giants. Cowboys didn't have a good game in MetLife last time with the Jets. And I feel like regardless of how good each team is, the, they always split the season series regardless. It's the NFC East. Yeah. So in the first battle of uh, Dak versus Daniel, I'm going to go with my boy Danny Dimes and the Giants Let's this go. week. I think that Cowboys coming off a bye, coming into uh, MetLife, I think they're going to take it as a layup game. They think Extra they're rest on a bye, too. Yeah, but I, I think that they're gonna they think that they're gonna come in here and blow us out of the water, especially after week one and them coming off a bye. I just think that this Giants team is a lot better than they were week one and they're gonna come out and prove it. And I think that it's a very tight game in the end. Giants pull this one out late. I'm gonna take the Cowboys and the score is gonna be something like thirty seven to thirteen because mm-hmm. Rojas will miss multiple <laughs> extra points, couple of field goals. Shermer will have him at the five. He'll go forward on fourth. And it's going to be a disaster. He's not a good coach. This is a home game. It's the only reason why I think the Giants even have a chance. But I will say this. Despite the fact that you both picked the Giants, if the Giants win this football game, I will be on my couch screaming and enjoying every minute of it. I, I hope like I hope it happens. But I'm trying to... I'm trying to temper expectations, and I think the Cowboys are going to score more than 30 points, and I just don't feel like this team is good enough to get there yet. So, Cowboys. I'll just reiterate for the third time, Dallas. (laughs) I can't ever pick the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys. I hate picking the Cowboys. I do. Yeah. But we're trying to pick the winner, right? You should be ashamed of yourself. We're picking the winner, not the team we like the best. <laughs> yeah, That's come not on. What I'm not picking the team I like. I'm picking the team that I think is going to win. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're a Giants podcast for a reason, though. I hate being that guy. I really do. I wanted to be the <laughs> idiot that picks the Giants every week. I did. That's me. It's you. <laughs> yeah. Damn you, Jace. All right. Thursday night football tomorrow night, NFC West, 49ers go to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. 
Cardinals just received Kenyon Drake at the cherry deadline from the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Niners team is too good. Cardinals have looked great, but don't get me wrong. But, I mean, the Niners are just dominating. And I feel bad for Kyler Murray because he is going to be in for a long, long night. Didn't he get benched during that game? Last week, Kyler Murray got benched. Did he? I I could swear I read that. I don't know. I don't, unless he got hurt, I don't, I don't think I don't it know was. I, I think Andy he got Tong got benched. I think he got pulled. That that'd be surprising, just because that's you do Kingsbury's your thing guy. for a minute and let me look this up <laughs> because um, I got an well, alert because I didn't start him obviously last week on the fantasy team, but uh, mm-hmm. my understanding was he got pulled uh, during the game because he was not playing well. They, oh, they played the Saints. Maybe I don't, maybe late in the game he had. A, I really didn't look at much in that game. I, I just saw that the Saints won big. But uh, all right. Anyways, for uh, my pick this week, it's it's got to be 49ers. The Cardinals' offense has improved a lot, um, especially over the past couple weeks. Not take away last week against a great Saints defense, but they're starting to find the rhythm. But this 49ers front is just way too much, and they're gonna overwhelm them on Thursday night football. Maybe I read something stupid on Twitter. He didn't get benched. He's in 33 <laughs> passes. Uh, did play like garbage. They scored nine points. Uh, listen, getting the best player from the Miami Dolphins uh, ensures nothing. <laughs> so if you're Arizona, great. Um, uh, the 49ers win this one, I think, quite handily. And, I, and I'll tell you what. Um, I think the 49ers are a good team. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can yeah. officially say that. <laughs> I think it's time to, you know, again, I, I don't think you go 7-0 in the NFL if you're not a good team. I, I just don't yeah. think it's possible. I really don't. Not in 2019 where, you know, week in and week out, crazy stuff happens. There's been upsets almost every week that, uh, every every week so far this season. Yeah, multiple. And for the Niners to be unblemished at this point, I, I'm serious. That's a really good football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, then AFC South battle, Texans at the Jags, going to Jacksonville. Um, oh, London. Oh, yeah, it's in Nine London? Third. Yeah. All right. Uh, that doesn't change anything. <laughs> Texans are going to – Yeah. Deshaun Watson's going to mm-hmm. go off. DeAndre Hopkins is going to go off. They're going to score all over this Jalen Ramsey-less Jaguars defense. So the for, uh, yeah first matchup was Texans pulled out thirteen to twelve and a very tight one. I think it's going to be same kind of low scoring game, but I say that Gardner Minshew and the Jags pull this one out. I think that the defense steps up. Um, and these AFC South games are always ugly, tight games down to the wire. I don't think anything changes this week, but I'm going to go with the Jags um, with the win, split the series for the year. I think uh, the only way the Jaguars win this game is if Deshaun Watson forgets to get a passport. Yeah, or if the plane crashes. Yeah. Well, even even then, I think the Texans could probably (laughs) assemble 53 dudes and probably beat the Jaguars. So I'll be taking the Texans. Although, look, the Jaguars, uh, you know, I think the Jaguars – Look, that's a great defense. You got a pretty decent quarterback in there. Uh, I feel like they they always come up just a few plays short of winning. Yeah, and I yeah. think that Le- will continue yeah. this week. And Leonard Fournette has actually um, he's been playing he's great. He's been living up to his uh, third round, or which is nice third to overall see. pick. Uh, yeah. Nice to see. And I, I think that he continues it this week and runs all over the Texans. Yeah, I mean, 
Uh, Texans did also lose J.J. Watt for the season. Yep, that hurts. Season's ending surgery, but that offense is just too explosive. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm. Go Jags, baby. Oh, man. It was 13-12 in, in Texas, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It was a home game for him. You want to change? I love Deshaun Watson. He's my guy. Uh-oh. I'm going to stick with him. He's going to win right. late. All right. That, that is a high-powered respect. Offense. Respect the loyalty. I'm going to do it. Pick. I really do like Deshaun Watson a lot, man. I, and I really enjoy watching that guy play. I, and I have since, uh, since his Clemson days. I, mm-hmm. I, think he's, I think he's really got the potential to be, like, a great NFL quarterback. Yeah. He's an MVP talk right now, easily. Yeah. Then we got the Redskins going to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, Trent Williams ended his contract holdout and finally reported to the Redskins. And was not traded as he hoped. But uh, Redskins, it doesn't matter if you get your best player back. They're still terrible. Uh, the Bills are going to get it done. I think this is going to be a lot closer game than people think. Just because Redskins have been able to hang around with teams so far this year. And the Bills really haven't played anyone. And once they did last, well, except for the Patriots, which was a tight game. But the Eagles came in last week and showed them up and showed that the Bills really are not that great. Their secondary is great. But other than that... They're not really a great team. But while I'm saying all this, I'm still going to pick the Bills. But <laughs> I do think that it's going to be a lot closer game than people think. The Bills really – they bit me last week, boy. Bills Mafia. Yeah, I believed. I'll tell you what, it's good to get your best player back. But, unfortunately, he's not a quarterback. <laughs> because if it was a quarterback they were getting back who was their best player, maybe they could win a football game. Uh, unfortunately, the Bills. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a close game. You're right. The Redskins. Um, They've been hanging around. They always do. Uh, you know, the Giants, really. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think it, it'll be a, a good, fun game to watch. If the Bills, I swear to God, though, I'll go against you next week for sure. <laughs> I, I feel bad for Dwayne Haskins because this dude isn't even taking yeah. first-team reps. And he's getting thrown into games. This is what I was scared would happen with Daniel Jones. Right. He didn't. But I, yeah, I just I just feel really bad for the guy. Yeah. Then uh, a pretty big game. The Vikings go to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Vikings are pretty hot. Uh, Kansas City gave the Packers tough game, mm-hmm. uh, even with Matt Moore, uh, Lashawn McCoy carrying the ball like a, a loaf of bread. Yeah, that was that was garbage. Um, but. It's at Kansas City, uh, Vikings. The, they don't. They don't seem like a. They don't seem like as much of a contender as the Chiefs are. Chiefs are gonna get it done at home. Yeah, Vikings are very hot right now. Um, Kirk Cousins has looked very good over the past couple of weeks, but it, it's tough to go in and win at Arrowhead. Um, they've already lost twice at home this season, which usually never happens. I don't expect them to lose this week. Um, Matt Moore or Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. We don't know if Mahomes is playing or not. Yeah. But um, Matt Moore stepped in and looked really good last um, week on Sunday Night Football. So I expect this to be a closer one down on the, the wire, but I think that the Chiefs will pull it out at home. I think this is just going to be one of those years for the Chiefs where it's, it's just it's going to be an unforgettable season. Uh, I believe the Vikings are going to win this football game. Um. I've I I don't know. There's just something about the Chiefs this year, sort of like with the Rams. There, there's they they seem yeah. to have lost their edge a little bit. 
you know, uh, some tough losses at home, and I and I think this is going to be another one. Believe it or not, yeah, tough I, year for the yeah. Chiefs. I was really going back and forth in this one. The only reason I picked the Chiefs because I think Kirk Cousins has just had too many weeks of lightening up that I think he's he's bound to come back to life one week, and I think this will be it. Yeah, I mean he had the he had the Redskins, which was a revenge game. Yeah, so you knew he was going to play well. Yeah, this will be a little reality check for. Uh, for Kirk Cousins, even though the Chiefs' defense isn't anything to write home about. Then uh, we got a toilet bowl matchup. Jets go to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Dolphins receive an injured Aqib Tlaib, uh, who's on the IR, for a fifth-round pick and a fifth-round pick from the Rams for a future late-round pick. And then the Jets actively shopped Jamal Adams, uh, couldn't get a deal done with the Ravens or the Cowboys, and also, we're open to listening to offers for Le'Veon Bell. Um, that's that's rough. To I mean, when you're trade. one in six, though, I think you have to listen up. I, I get it, and I understand the players that are upset are upset for it. But when you're one in six, yeah, yeah. you you and, and teams are calling and asking questions. I you know, I, I think where maybe the Jets went wrong is they sort of engaged a little bit, maybe a little too much, yeah. where they were like, yeah, and let it get out to the. Well, media. what about this instead of that? You know, I think that's where they got into trouble, uh, and the, the, they're a little bit of a mess right now. But it, some of that should be. Yeah. Expected when you're not playing well, you're you know that's what happens. Yeah, bad teams especially you get you gotta listen to offers like that because if they give you something that blows you away, say two first round picks for Jamal Adams, I, I mean you almost have to hop on that, especially the way that the season's going. Yeah, and I mean also with the Dolphins, Dolphins came out hot against the Steelers, and then I think they realized that they wanted uh, Tua, mm-hmm. so <laughs> started throwing the game a little bit. I, I think I think. The Dolphins are just looking forward to the draft right now. Uh, Jets, I guess they have some hope in Sam Darnold. Um, Maybe. This game is after Halloween, so all the ghosts should be gone. (laughs) 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 So I'm picking the Jets to go on the road and get it done. I really wanted to pick the Dolphins in this one just because if there is a game that they're going to win all season – I think that it would be at home to against the Jets, especially the way the Jets are playing. Um, Sam Darnold has this looked a awful the past. Fitz Magic too. Fitz, but yeah, Fitzpatrick of a rent. Ah, do I do it? Mm. No, I'll go Jets. I, I think it will be a very close game, but I, just picking the Dolphins to win any game in this league is tough. I have in my mind seen the final NFL standings. That's why my picks have been so good. Okay. Uh, I just got to put them in order. Okay, yeah. And the one, but the one I guarantee, like I definitely know, is that the Dolphins are going zero and sixteen. I've seen it. I've seen the final standings. Yeah. Oh, 14 and two Pats. It's happening. I know people are like, oh, they're going to tough schedule. The Pats just keep on winning. They're going to go zero and sixteen. So yeah. I don't even need to tell it's you, hard, but the, hard the Jets. The Jets are going to find a way to win this week, even though Sam Darnold, Steve Risser, is a massive disappointment, <laughs> and he's never going to be a superstar, despite everything you thought, everything Mike Francesa told you, and even Mike Francesa. <laughs> you guys heard about that? What? Somebody called Francesa out, and they were like, uh, you said Darnold was going to be a, a superstar, the biggest star in New York. He was like, I didn't say that. 
And then they played the video of him saying, he's going to be the biggest dude. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a hilarious Twitter account that has, um, it just has all old clips of Mike Francesa like saying ridiculous stuff. And then when he, when he denies it, they, this, uh, whoever it is, they're tremendous for it, but they go back in the vault and pull it out and they're like, ah, oh, no, he actually did say it. So. <laughs> yep. That's great. Uh, Classic Francis. With Sam Darnold, this is what we didn't want want to see with uh, Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones has shown development. He's becoming a new player, a stud at the quarterback position. Sam Darnold, same exact quarterback from USC. Doing the same exact stuff, making, mm-hmm. making the same exact plays, the same exact mistakes. He just hasn't – I think that says more about the Jets organization – than it does Sam Darnold, but uh, yeah, I I I don't I I think he does come to play some games, and this is a game it's easy to come to play because the Dolphins are gonna be 0 16 and get uh, Tua Vailoa. but yeah, the Jets are a dumpster fire. Then uh, the Bears go to Philly to take on the Eagles. This one's a really tough one to call. It is. Uh, Pinheiro. Remember my Moore. rant last week about how awful the Eagles were? I said they're a really bad team. One of my Eagle fans' friends uh, chastised me for ripping into them. <laughs> and then. Uh, hey, you made him win. Uh, I made him win. You motivated him. I mean, uh, Bears can't seem to find a kicker uh, losing after another missed field goal yeah. last week. Uh, Eagles get Deshaun Jackson back. Uh, but. I, I just You're gonna pick a bum. No, I, I'm not picking the Bears because of Mitch Trubitsky. I'm picking the Bears because of Khalil Mack and that defense. It's gonna be a close game regardless. I'm picking the Eagles because of Mitch Trubitsky. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I will second that one on He's Joe. a bum. Um Bums there. lose bum games. That's what's gonna happen. Right. Yeah. Bears offense has been completely non existent. Trubisky is a big big part to do with that. Um, even though the Eagles secondary has that's their biggest weakness. I don't think that terrible. Yeah, I don't think that Trubisky is going to be able to exploit it though, because he really he can't can't push the ball downfield. Great. Um, he's just so inaccurate. A lot of turnovers. So I think you said it will be a close game. I agree with that. I think it will be low scoring because um, the Bears defense will hold, somewhat hold the Eagles offense. I think it will be very low scoring actually, but the Eagles will pull it out at home. All right. Then the Colts go to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Um, Steelers struggled against the Dolphins on Monday night football. And the Colts have looked great. Uh, Steelers did also just get back Mason Rudolph, though. Still trying to get back into things. (laughs) I mean, I understand how you struggle in your first half back from from an injury. But the Colts Colts are too good right now. That they go if they could beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead, they're gonna go into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. All right, um, I'm gonna go Steelers with this one. I'm sure you guys don't like that pick, but they're. I love it. I'm so glad. Oh, I'm you guys actually build space no, between not, the and the standings. Yeah, but you're not going to, and I'm gonna tell you why. I love it because it. Steelers at home. Uh, they're gonna come out and their defense is playing a lot better. They finally started to find that rhythm in the second half against the Dolphins with the Mason Rudolph-led team, starting to throw the ball downfield a lot more. I think Juju will get a lot more involved. And the Colts, I mean, you mentioned their big wins, but also almost losing to the Broncos at home is unacceptable. They could have lost that game easily. We were talking about um, 
Joe, oh, Joe Flacco he... explaining. Almost NFL. But... Okay. <laughs> it's an interesting reality you're living in. And it's not, not... that fa- hard to find your rhythm as a defense when you're using a metronome. And <laughs> that's the Dolphins' <laughs> offense. Yeah. but they're... And they'll get Jalen Samuels back. I'm just saying, a lot of people are steeping on the Steelers' team. Their defense has looked a lot better the past couple of games, other than the 14-0 of the Dolphins. But that had to do with the turnovers on the offense, the defense being put in a rough spot. I just think that Steelers are heavily slept on. They're three and four now. They're starting to make a push in that AFC North because no one is pulling away. I think that they see that as an opportunity and they go out and win this game at home. All right. I said I wouldn't go against Jacoby Brissett like I did earlier in the season, and I'm going to stick to my guns. But I will say this. You're right about the Steelers, and as well as the Colts have been playing They are probably due for a letdown game. Pittsburgh's a tough place to play. I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers pull it out, but I am still going with the Colts. I think the Colts are good enough. Last week's game, a one-point win over Broncos, that's a letdown game. Uh, I think their defense and Jacoby Percet's good enough, but that can be a letdown. Are you guys crazy? The team we love is 2-6. and Mm-hmm. And, and the difference between the Giants and the Colts, okay, is simple. The Colts, at the end of the game, find a way to have more points than their opponent, while the Giants come up short every week. That's the major difference. It's being able to... to the, Col- the Colts have a real defense, though. Sure, and that's great, but, I mean, a win's a win. I, I don't. It doesn't matter how you get to if you're the Niners seven and all over. Oh no, they're not winning fancy enough. I'm just saying, you know, winning ugly is, is winning. I, I winning agree. is winning in the NFL, and and when you're winning games, you're more likely to win more games. The to me, the big concern here would be that they're probably due for a letdown because Brissett's been brilliant, hasn't been turning the football over. Mm-hmm. This might be one of those games where he just lays an egg. That to me, that is the only way the Steelers win yeah. this game is Brissett has a couple turnovers, or maybe there's the the Colts will have turnovers that would lead the, the the Steelers to win. If the Colts play a clean game, they will win this football game yeah. easily. I, yeah, that's really what I'm like. Jace thinks the Giants will do to the Cowboys because <laughs> he's uh, cuckoo. I don't deny that. <laughs> <laughs> and you love the Giants more, I as do. you pointed out. Yep. All right, th- this is this is a really tough game to call. Titans at Panthers. There's a lot of tough ones. Um, yeah, this week's rough. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still not sold on Ryan Tannehill. He, he's doing all right. Uh, I just like Kyle Allen more. Um, I picked the Panthers to beat the Niners last week. That didn't happen. <laughs> But I'm sticking with the Panthers again this week at home. Uh, like I said last week, this looks like a winnable game for the Titans, so they normally lose those. I'm going Panthers as well. Um, Titans defense has been one of the better ones in the league, but their offense just doesn't get much production from anyone. They don't get their receivers involved too much, and Tannehill is not the answer at QB. They're another team that's going to be looking for a QB in the draft. So, yeah, I think that Panthers will get uh, Christian McCaffrey going early and that they won't look back. I think that they'll actually, after an embarrassing loss to the Niners, I think that they come back home and win pretty big on the Titans here. I, first of all, want to give a shout-out to uh, Trevor Keys from Keys to the City, shouting us out uh, uh, to his group, so thank you. Um, Shout-out. 
Thanks. How do I feel about Marcus Mariota? He's a bum. bum. He's a bum. That's why he's on the bench. But yeah, and that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm taking the Titans in this game because no Mariota equals increased chance of winning football game. <laughs> that is a NFL fact. Um, I think this is going to be close. I think it's going to be low scoring, and I think that the Titans are going to pull it out. That's my upset right. of the week. Right. Okay. I never picked the Titans. You have since they yeah, finished you, you did it once. And how's that been working out? Uh, Come on! All right. yeah. I, I just can't trust Ryan Tannehill. No. I picked him to beat the Broncos. With continued and they, success. They did, yeah. But I, I can't pick them every week. Winnable games, yeah, sure. But they're the Titans. Yeah. All right. The Lions coming off a win against the Giants. Go to Oakland to take on the Raiders. Uh, Raiders just signed Brian uh, Marshall. Lions did uh, receive a lot of offers for Darius Slay, but no deal was ever made. I, I think that's really good for them. Darius Slay is a very good uh, defensive back, and he is—he mm-hmm. has been like the real key to the Giant, uh, the Lions' success yeah. over the past couple of years. And he's been the one they've been building around. So I, I, I like them not trading him away. But uh, going in against the Raiders, that that's a tough place to play. Such a crappy field. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, especially the way the Lions play football. Uh, I'm going the Raiders here to get it done at home. Raiders have been sneaky good this year. Yeah, this uh, another tough one to call. This this week is killer. Honestly, I don't. I I'm scared to see what my record is at the end of the week. But hopefully, we'll hope for the best. Uh, and this one, I'm gonna go with the Lions. I think that their passing attack has been uh, very good so far th- uh, throughout the start of the season. Stafford has looked great, and I think going against this Raiders secondary, who's not the best, I think that they're gonna look to exploit that and put up a lot of points this week. I think that the Raiders will respond back with a lot of points because the Lions struggle against the run. Josh Jacobs, who's having a great rookie season, I think that he's going to get going for them. So I think that it's a very high-scoring game, but I think that the Lions probably win by a touchdown late in this one. I underestimated the Raiders. Um I, I just, you know, again, having watched the Lions play against a really bad Giants team uh, in what turned out to be a very cl- a closer game than it even needed to be, uh, I think speaks to uh, the idea that the Lions got off to a, a, a 2-0-1 start, just really aren't, aren't a good football team. And, and Matt Stafford's not a good quarterback, and I think facing a good defense – uh, maybe not saying good defense, uh, but a better no. defense. <laughs> I I just I don't see it happening. Um, I'm I'm going Raiders. That's what All I'm right. doing. Okay. All right, then the Bucks travel to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Uh, this week has been tough for games, but I think this one's pretty easy. Seahawks get it done at home, plain and simple. Yeah. Um, yeah, if Jameis Winston is playing, which he will be, uh, I'm going to have to pick the other team every single time. So, yeah, this is, a, this is, like you said, very easy one. Seahawks at home. Yeah, yeah. I don't even <laughs> think I need to say anything about this one. Uh, this is my no-brainer pick of the week. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. It's Hawks all the way. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 uh, and 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 this last week uh, he didn't play great. Wilson didn't yeah. have a great great game, but still mm-hmm. uh, still managed to get it done. So, yep. All right, then uh, the Browns go to Denver to take on the Broncos. Uh, Denver's a tough, like Mile High Stadium. That's a tough place to play, and the Browns are garbage. So I'm picking the Broncos to get it done at home. I'm with you on this one. I think that Von Miller's going to have a field day going against this offensive line. He's going to be in the backfield all day. Um, the Browns, they, they've struggled a lot, even though um, – although they, they played the Patriots defense last week, so it's kind of hard to tell playing against a D that great. But I, I do think that the Broncos will come out at home and uh, win this one. I think that it will be another low-scoring game because I don't know about this Broncos offense – but um, I think that they'll pull this one out in a in a slow and low-scoring game. I am way over Odell Beckham getting traded. I I now feel like that was <laughs> a fantastic move. Uh, do have uh, old dirty bastard on, on my fantasy <laughs> team, and he's yep. putting up like six, seven points a week. It's unbelievably awful. And Jarvis Landry also stinks. Uh, Baker Mayfield is terrible. That franchise has reverted back to the garbage it's been since it reinflicted itself uh, on the NFL in 1999. Uh, it's been horrible. Um, I think Flacco stepping up. I said last week, don't sleep on Joe Flacco. I'm glad he called his team out. It's tired of losing. Yeah. You know? If you're going to be one of those coaches that's going to play it safe when your team just loses week in and week out, you know, like Pat Shermer, man, just go for it. What's the worst you're going to do? Lose? You're doing it anyway. Yeah. I'm going Flacco. In Flacco, we trust. Yeah. I go, mean, Joe. Adding on to what Baker has done, he, he left a press conference earlier this week. Just because he was upset with the questions being asked. That's Cry baby. I hate Baker. Steve Risser just mentioned that's not a franchise QB, and I agree with that. I agree, like, Steve. I mean, he talk- Baker Mayfield, he's entertaining. He talks crap. He says stuff he wants. But, like, you need to be an actual leader to mm-hmm. the team. Yeah. Look at look at Daniel Jones on yeah. that. If Baker Mayfield was a running back or a wide receiver. He'd be perfect. He, yeah. yeah. You can't be a quarterback and be an idiot. It doesn't work. It, it really doesn't. Ask Jameis Winston. Ask Cam Newton. Yeah. If you're if you're a clown, you're not going to win. You're not going to you're not going to have su- sustained success in the NFL. It doesn't happen. It's a tough league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough league. And if you don't have the right leadership abilities to be in that in that job, and I I never I've never thought Baker did. And he's proven it this year. Bum. Bum city. That's where he's going to be moving to. I also need to bring up Joe Flacco is not playing this game, according to Steve. Oh, yeah. Brandon Allen, I think. Yeah, Brandon Allen will be starting. Ooh. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going Browns then. All right. My man Baker, I think he's going to light it up. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Steve. I was not aware of that. Yeah, going Browns then. I'm sticking with Broncos. Uh, Yeah, I still lean Broncos. I I just think the Browns will continue to struggle. Yeah, I mean, Broncos defense is still pretty good. Yeah. Then uh, 
Packers at Chargers. Uh, Chargers are atrocious. I mean, they did they did win last week, but I mean, Packers they did very well against the Chiefs, able to win that game. Uh, I I think the Packers get it done and get it done with ease. Uh, yeah. 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 Packers are top three team in this NFL right now. Um, consistently just showing up every week. I think that this is an easy one to pick. Chargers have been struggling mightily so far, even with the win last week. Um, game they should have lost with the the game winning field goal the Bears missed at the end. So I think that Packers will go into LA and win this one handily. I think the Packers are the best team in the NFL, and I say that with all due respect to the two undefeateds. I think after this week, there's going to be one undefeated, and there's going to be uh, the Packers standing at eight and one all after right. after a dis- destruction of the Chargers mm-hmm. is what I'm predicting. Okay. Then uh, the Patriots go to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Uh, the primetime Sunday night game. This is this is a test for the Patriots. Patriots mm-hmm. offense has not looked that great this so far this season. Their mm-hmm. defense has been destroying teams, but haven't really played too many good teams. Mm. Uh, the Ravens offense has looked phenomenal. Uh Lamar Jackson in the MVP talks. Hollywood Brown, phenomenal rookie. Uh, Mark Ingram. All around, this offense is dynamic. They can score the football. Uh, Mark Andrews, a solid tight end. Mm. Like this offense is everything. The Ravens defense isn't isn't the Ravens defense we normally think of. No, but the, this Patriots offense isn't the Patriots offense we normally think of. I think I the, this is the litmus test for the Patriots to see how good their defense actually is and see if the if the 16 and 0 if that's even doable for them. With all that being said, I'm picking the Ravens. I'm picking the upset. Ravens get it done at home uh and and they show weaknesses in the Patriots quote-unquote dominant defense. I'm going with you on this one, actually, uh, with the upset. And my guy, Lamar Jackson, I think that um, I think the Patriots probably by far have the best secondary in the NFL. No, no one can pass against them with success. But they are a little bit vulnerable in the run game, which I think Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram, like you said, um, have a chance to exploit. And you mentioned the Pats, <clears throat> Pats offense just hasn't, hasn't been clicking this season. They've relied so heavily on their defense. And going into their first actual tests, I just don't think – that you'll be able to rely so heavily on your defense and that the offense actually has to go out and produce and score some points. So I think that it will be a very tight one down on the wire, um, a great Sunday night game. But, yeah, I, I go Baltimore at home in this one. I believe Bill Belichick is the greatest head coach mm-hmm. in the history yes. of sports. Agreed. I think well, this is uh, the kind of football. game, sports, period. Who's better? Phil Jackson, maybe. He, there, there's an argument. There's a discussion oh, to be had. Oh, 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 there's discussion oh, to be had. Oh, there, I, no. yeah, I, I, there's discussion. You no, but I, Phil Jackson, baloney. Saban's Belichick. a college coach. I'm talking about professional. <laughs> Got to be a professional there's coach. There's discussion to be had. That's John Wooden saying. was great at UCLA. Like, nobody else had players then. They were beating like teams of like I, midgets. Yeah, that's I not. Probably, that's I probably, not real. Yeah, I agree with you, but I agree, I agree from, with both. Listen, from a stat, like from from a from a, there's no greater mind 
in 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 coaching than Bill Belichick. Yeah. You're like, listen, right? The 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 offense has been a little vulnerable, right? The, what do, what do you think? What do you think Bill Belichick's hearing? I've got to fix the offense up. I've got yeah. the greatest quarterback in the history of quarterbacks. But it <sighs> slow down because I'm not done yet. This is the kind of game where the Pats. Where the where the where the haters start, oh they're gonna lose. Oh, they're gonna lose. And then and then Tom Brady throws for four hundred yards and five touchdowns. But I don't think it's gonna happen this week. I'm with you guys. All I right. think this is a trap game. I think this is uh I think this is uh I think this is just it's gonna be the humble game for the Pats. I think the Pats will lose this game. I think they'll lose uh in week fifteen, and that's gonna be it. Yeah. For the rest of the year. Yeah. That's I, I had to pick them to lose at some point because they always have that one loss where everyone in the media starts hating on them, and then they just go on that run up until the AFC Championship Super Bowl. So I, I agree with you on that one. And um, But the, the Pats offense, really, though, the, they're going against a great secondary. Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Earl yeah. Thomas, they have a great secondary, and that's where they've struggled this so far this season is getting the ball downfield. So I'd – I think it's a, a very favorable matchup for the Ravens, even though I don't think it will be a blowout by any means. Definitely right down to the wire. But, I, yeah, I like Baltimore. Agreed. Yeah, you, you can tell that this is a Giants podcast. As every <laughs> There's a losable game for the Pats, and we all jump <laughs> I know, right? You got to jump when on When you it. guys started saying that, I was like, oh, let me go on a long rampage. I, how great the yeah, Patriots are. I thought at least one of you would pick the yeah, Pats. Yeah, uh, I really do. I really think this is uh, I really think this is uh, uh, going to be the week for the Ravens. I think the Ravens need a win like this. Mm-hmm. So, so that people sort of... Yeah, boost the resume. You know what I mean? I, I, I think this is just the kind of game where... Because otherwise they drop to five and three. And even in in the crappy AFC North, I mean that's just it. It doesn't seem as as no. as as you know uh, uh, what going six and two would be in beating the Patriots. So I, I really yeah. do. I really think Baltimore gets it done. All right, uh, the Falcons, Bengals, Rams, and Saints all have a bye this week. Now let's talk some fantasy football. Top performers from Week Eight, as I like to do my. The perfect lineup for QB. You could have either started Deshaun Watson or Daniel Jones. Both had 27 points. Uh, running backs, Aaron Jones and Tevin. Aaron Jones had 40 and Tevin Coleman had 37. Wide receivers, uh, Mike Evans had 42 and Cooper Cup had 38. Tight end, Ryan Griffin for the Jets had 24 points. Then uh, Flex, Latavius Murray, had 36 points, and the Patriots' defense had 20. Uh, sadly, I woke up late Sunday morning. Oh, no. I, I set my lineup Thursday, Thursday, and uh, they still had Alvin Kamara playing then, so I wasn't able to put Latavius Murray in. Started mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, and I also I, I did have Mike Evans, though. Which that's good. Kept me in it, but yeah. I, I ended up losing. So, who are your waiver wire picks this week? Um, I, I I just had the good matchups. I don't right, yeah, not prepared the waiver wire, but uh, yeah, good matchups this week. Um, Joe had mentioned before Russell Wilson didn't have the greatest game against the Falcons yeah. defense. I think he bounces back big this week against the, especially against the uh, bad Bucks secondary. He's gonna throw all of them at home. 
Uh, running back, I had said that Josh Jacobs is going against a um, Lions rush defense that hasn't been the great or hasn't been the greatest so far this season. So I expect him to have a huge game, and he does gets his work out of the backfield. So he's going to put up numbers. Uh, Allen Robinson has been really the one, the lone bright spot on that Bears offense. Yeah. Um, he's been playing well. Favorable matchup for him going against the Eagles secondary. I think if the Bears want to put up numbers on the board, it's going to come through Robinson this week. I expect him to ball out. And then tight end, um, I hate to do it to my Giants, but every time Jason Witten plays um, he he goes out and has a tremendous game. The middle of the field is always wide open for Jason Witten, no matter what age, what route, what he's doing. So I'm going to have him at uh, tight end this week for a good matchup. I made a huge mistake when I traded uh, Josh Jacobs several weeks back, Ooh. and it's been, yeah, ah, I needed to make some moves. Yeah. I wanted to I, shake things I up. I traded Stephon Diggs. It was a stupid move. I'm now 4-4 four and four after uh, a 3-1 and one start, and so I have been scraping like a hobo, okay, just to get by. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you who I dig a lot, just picked him up, Darius Slayton. We talked earlier about yeah. the connection with him and Jones. Uh, I, I expect him to play really well. Uh, if you're smart and you uh, were up on that Drake trade, you jumped all over Mark Walton. Uh, the Dolphins say they're going to run their offense through this guy, which means they're not running much through him, but he'll be getting lots of touches. He should find his way into the end zone. And Dallas uh, Dallas Goddard, the tight end from Philly, uh, Zach Ertz has been playing like trash. Yeah. This guy's been stepping up, man. He's had like four weeks solid in a row. I think that's going to continue. So uh, if you're looking for uh, some scrap heap guys that might put up some points for you, I think those are three fantastic names. Also, shout out to my man, Tevin Coleman. One of the few good trades I made this year, the 37 points this week, uh, still managed to lose. All right, if you some, believe that. <laughs> some guys Fantasy's to watch rough. <laughs> Yeah. Some guys to watch out for that I have. Uh, Miles Sanders, uh Jordan Howard's doing really well, but I, I, I said it before. They keep saying, we want to give more to Miles Sanders. We want to give more to Miles. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he's been – he's had a couple touchdowns. He's getting some key carries. Mm-hmm. If you're very desperate for a running back, he's the guy. Or uh, Devin Singletary of the Bills. He uh, got injured. People dropped him from the league. You might want to check to see if he's available in your league. Uh, Frank Gore is obviously up there in age. He's still doing the darn thing, but Devin Singletary is getting a, a good amount of snaps mm-hmm. at running back for the Bills. And then uh, Muhammad Sanu, he's gotten some time to get get accustomed to the Patriots offense. I, I expect them to start doing some things and uh, start uh, getting some catches from Tom Brady. And then also DK Mac- Metcalf. Uh, he's finally starting to get going, it seems, with the uh, uh, Seahawks. And uh, Russell Wilson has uh, finally looked to him and given him some targets. So I think he will be a big uh, deep threat on that team. With all that being said, thank you guys for watching on Facebook Live. Thank you guys for listening on all the platforms now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check out the... Uh, the Facebook drawing about the G-Men as well as the Twitter uh, drawing about G-Men as well as Clovercrest Media Group 
Yep. Uh, CloverCrestMedia.com. Uh, you can click on the link uh, for joining the Gmail and you'll find all the various uh, podcasting platforms. We're on all of them now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the YouTube and, 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 and everything else. Uh, I just want to say one more thing. I did I did dump Rojas and I picked up uh, Dan Bailey from Minnesota. So here's to uh, hopefully a four yeah. field goal game. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for watching and listening and hope to see you next time.